This is the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Services. What's up, Brew Nation? Johnny Gamut and Coach Tony Miller on the What's Brewing Podcast. Sorry, we've had a little bit of a break uh, in between episodes. We had the national tournament and everything, and it just was uh, a lot of busyness here at Bob Jones University, but we're back. And uh, we're happy to bring on uh, Coach Vicki Denny of the women's uh, volleyball team who's joining us. Coach, uh, I know that th- there's a little side of you, obviously, the competitive side that misses the season already. But I'm sure there's a little side of you that, that likes to have your nights and weekends back at this point. Yeah, and really, we're right now we're in our post-season uh, conferences. I really enjoy that time just yeah. to sit down individually with each player and just, you know, talk to them about what happened during the season good, bad, and then set up some goals for the spring. So I really enjoy this kind of, so not quite as hectic, but more one-on-one time. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, you know, a podcast, we like to bring in a coach or a player and kind of obviously talk about things that are going on on the court, but you know, we can't have a, a legend like Vicki Denny in, in our studio without talking about, you know, we have coaches who listen to this podcast, players, parents, you know, other people like that. So talking about a little bit of, uh, you know, on the court stuff, but also maybe some, some coaching things as well. So let's, let's go back to the beginning of this year and we'll talk about this year first. Um, you know, coming in second year of the program, we graduated a couple of key players from our team last year and, and you had a lot of young players. So coming into this year, what do you think was the biggest challenge for you as a coach, understanding that you have a lot of inexperience on the roster? Right. You know, we're still a very young program, only the second year in, and um, we're kind of like the, uh, you know, say terrible twos, but you know, we're still very young in our program. So uh, coming in, we did have a lot of inexperience and we had to work through some of that. Early on, we lost, you know, a few matches that were just tough five game matches that, you know, a more seasoned team probably would have won. But I felt like we uh, rebounded back well. I thought we grew a lot during the first part of our season. And really towards the end, we uh, we were clicking on all cylinders. I was very pleased with our progress. As you, you know, and this is where I want you to put your uh, uh, passing knowledge down to other coaches. There was a particular point in the year where I think we lost three or four five-setters in a row or something like that, real real close proximity to one another. So for those coaches that are listening and, and maybe have gone through similar with their high school team or their college team, take us into the locker room a little bit and take us into those those player meetings after a team works really hard, comes back, or has another team come back against them and they drop that that fifth set. How are you encouraging them as a coach, and how, how can you in practice or in uh, in the next couple of weeks try to try to right that ship? Right. Early on, we did have several of those five gamers, and, um, you know, you just talk about the experience and learning through every match, and those five gamers can go either way. It gets right down. I think a couple we lost just by two points, yeah. and, you know, one thing happens here that doesn't happen here, we turn that around. But I think the idea was it was still early in the season, um, it was great learning experience for us to have those opportunities to play five set matches. Um, it kind of became the joke when it was another five gamer. We just get in the huddle and say, "Hey, we've yeah. been here before. It's our time. It's our turn." Because um, historically, you're gonna you're gonna win some of those, lose some of those. It'll come out pretty even, which it did for us this year. We just happened to lose the early ones and then won the later ones. But um, great learning experience. Uh, the team responded so positively during those tough times. Um, there was a time, and we kind of laughed because in your writings, you know, yeah. I think it was five in a row we dropped, yeah. continues losing streak. Yeah. And so, you know, we had a little gut check. We had a little time in, in the locker room and just talked about why do we do this. Uh, we were eight and 
I think we were 8 and 12 maybe at that time. And uh, we were 8 and 11. And then we went and we lost a five-gamer in a big tournament, mm -hmm. first the first match, you know. And you just have to come back and play the next match. And from that time on, I think we ran like it was 17 and 2. Yeah. Um, so it was a very interesting season, um, one I haven't had quite like that ever before. But I was so proud of the young ladies and how they responded to adversity, how they kept working hard in practice. And then we were able to turn it and start winning those close matches. Most around here know her as Coach Denny, but Dr. Denny has an office across from mine, so I kind of see behind the scenes a little bit. And one of the things that I notice regularly, you meet with your players pretty consistently. Is that right? Yeah, I try to. We try to meet a couple times during the season, and then um, I have a few that I meet on a weekly basis okay. with. For Bryce, obviously my captains. Yeah. I try with my captains every week. And then um, maybe some new players that I feel like just need some extra guidance. I'll spend some extra time, especially early in the season, just yeah. to keep tabs on them. Without giving away too many of your secrets or the details. Can you kind of talk about how those fit into the behind the scenes growth? Because I think a lot of times we think of it being on the court practice, let's go back to practice and fix this. And, you know, we have these team meetings, but how much of it is dealing with players one-on-one -on -one and helping them along in their kind of their personal, um, meeting their personal goals or their own kind of path? I, I even think I, I talk to some players sometimes like no two freshmen are the same no no player is the same like they're running their own course so as you individually kind of help those along their own individual courses like what kinds of things do you talk about and then how does that then help with what's happening as a team on the court right you know it is true every player is different they come in with you know different history um, different experiences and so especially early on just trying to get to know them one-on-one -on -one and you know, what makes them click, what motivates them. Um, I find a lot of times they put extra pressure on themselves and they really don't need to do that really as a freshman coming in. I think because we're such a young program, you know, we have had to rely on freshmen perhaps more than a seasoned team I have to, but I, I feel like a lot of times they just put way too much pressure on themselves early on. And just to get them to relax, enjoy the game, to recognize it's a process and, you know, they're not going to you know, it's not going to be overnight. They're going to see instant success. But, um, you know, just trying to encourage them. And um, girls are very relational. Um, and so I've just found that if I spend the extra time outside of the court, uh, just getting to know them, what struggles they're going through, uh, what they're thinking, um, it really does pay off. And uh, in the long run, uh, that's why we're here. You know, we're here not just, you know, for the on-court volleyball time, but we're here for relationships and uh, to help players where they're at in their spiritual lives and just help them grow. So that's really the part of the job I really love. Um, that's probably why I'm still coaching is for those one-on-one -on -one relational times that uh, you see a freshman come in and then, you know, when they graduate and just see how God's worked in their lives. Um, that's really special, and I'm thankful I get to do that. Coach, you you know, your resume speaks for itself. Numerous national championships. So, uh, a thousand wins that you picked up last year, but this is a new challenge for you. This is this is you know, and you've done it a couple of times before, but it's been a while since you've since you've had to you know take a program kind of from its infancy and and grow it into what you've grown you know several programs in the past uh, in doing. So for for again for maybe a coach that's out there or a player that's out there that's wanting to get into coaching, what do you think are the biggest challenges about coming into a culture that doesn't exist? And, and having to build on that culture or coming into a culture that does exist and, and taking it to the next level. 
Right. I think you have to be patient, you know. Um, we're not going to build a program in a year. We're not going to turn around a program in a year. And so I keep reminding myself and my players that this is a process. It takes commitment. It takes hard work. Um, set our, our goals, you know, achievable goals, realistic goals. Um, this is the third uh, college I've coached at. And in each situation, it took about five years to really see that level of competition where we would be competitive at the national level uh, for, for where we're at. And so, um, again, I think sometimes people think you come in, you know, I had people last year saying, you're going to win nationals. I'm like, well, we're going to try to compete <laughs> and make it as far as we can. So I think patience is, has a lot to do with it. Also, just reminding myself why I do this and um, not getting so caught up with the wins and losses. But really, like I said, when we went through that really tough time early in the season, it was good for me uh, just to sit down and reflect upon why I do what I do. And, you know, I'm glad we turned it around and we had a winning season. Um, But even if we hadn't, uh, it was a good time for me to just reevaluate why I do what I do. Um, But, you know, given, you know, the Lord brings in the players and uh, they have a great work ethic, um, we're going to continue to get better and we'll continue to be able to be competitive. And, you know, we have a five-year plan in place. And so hopefully we'll be able, and we're right on schedule. Uh, We are right on schedule. So I'm very pleased with the progress we've been able to make. Yeah, particularly we get into the region tournament this year. And, and, I mean, early on in the season, the the region is just wide open. We drop a a tough game against Pensacola here on on our own floor. You know, we go down to Tacoa and we win, you know, all this kind of stuff. So going into the region tournament, I know I remember having a conversation right before regional started of, and you just said, look, it's it's anybody's. I mean, there's not really a favorite team going into it. What do you think, from our team's perspective, what do you think was key for us to, to come away like we did and, and win regionals again for the second year. Yeah, that was a crazy tournament for us. And, you know, I'll be honest, I've been in the South Region for many, many years, and I really think that's probably one of the most competitive South Region um, group of teams we've had in a long time. And um, you know what? Not putting too much emphasis on it, but saying let's just go out and try to play our best. And, um, you know, you don't want to oversight the team. Um but there's a sense where, you know, I wanted to be able to win the regional tournament and come in the front door at nationals, not come in as an at-large bid. And so I um, thought the girls responded very well. Um, to be honest, that that match against Tacoa could have gone either way. Tacoa had a great team this year. You know, it went our way. It could have gone the other way. Um, in the game of volleyball, you win some of those, you lose some of mm-hmm. those, and we were able to win it. Kind of looking ahead a little bit maybe to next year. I know that's a long ways ahead, but this lady does not sleep very much. I know you had an, <laughs> a, an event on Friday here already, kind of like looking forward to next year. What are some of the key pieces maybe that you need to replace? Right. We we lacked offensively this year. We needed uh, a couple of positions filled on the offensive side. So we're really looking for a couple of hitters that can come in and um, really put the ball down with some heat mm-hmm. and have had some higher level playing experiences. Um, so that they're able to come in and contribute right away. Um, felt like defensively we were pretty well off this year in the back row. Uh, we had a lot of setters, but the setter position is kind of wide open for next year. We've got some, you know, Rachel uh, Tubbs is getting married, so whether or not she'll be back, um, I told her go be a wife for a couple months and then we'll talk. Um, but I think looking at the team as a whole, we really do need to bring in some hitters that can put the ball down and put some heat on the ball, and that will help us tremendously. 
Uh, let's talk even nationals before we get into what I wanted to talk about for the the, the final portion of the the podcast here. But um, even the difference between year one, year two, I mean, I had the privilege of seeing you guys in Florida last year. And, you know, it it was one of those things that I think was a lot of shock value for them to come in and and be at this national tournament. Thinking, I think, I might be speaking out of turn with this, but thinking it was going to be easier than it was and, and and really kind of were smacked in the face with that first set. And um, so how do you think even the stepping stones again, how do you, what, what kind of improvements do you think we made, particularly at the national level, you know, with us making it to the final four this year and really even being competitive with, with some of the top teams in the, in the nation? Yeah. And you have it exactly right. The first year we went down there and we were like deers in the headlight, you know, and it's hard to prepare your team for what they're going to face uh, we had not scheduled a real tough schedule our first year, just trying to get the program off the ground. So, you know, this year we tried to schedule some tougher com- opponents and maybe a couple opponents that we felt like we didn't reschedule uh, just so we would be better prepared. I think because the South region was weaker last year, uh, some of my players thought that was the level of national play. I knew it wasn't, but it's hard to convince them of that until they actually face it. So I really think our first year at Nationals was one of our great learning experiences to see, okay, this is the level. We are going to have to improve our play. We are going to have to up our schedule. Um, We're going to have to work hard. Uh, We're almost there, but not quite. And and this year, uh, it was a great team effort. Um, I think Aaron Jarvis came up big on the first day, I mean really big. And we needed somebody to step up, and she (laughs) really showed a lot of maturity as a second-year player. And... um, they had a hard time stopping her. So that was a great step for us um, to be able to perform well at the national level against, you know, solid national ranked teams. So, um, yeah, learning experiences, just learning experiences. Absolutely. So, Coach, now I'm going to have you reflect a little bit, okay? So we've had, I think, two or three different volleyball players on this season on the podcast. And one thing that has come out of every single one of their answers is something that that you say to your players all the time, which is which is awesome. I mean, I it, it impacted me the first time I heard it and continues to this day. They talked about the the aspect of as as a Christian volleyball player, the way that you play the game is your worship to Jesus. And I wanted to ask, you know, for for you as a coach, where where did that start? Where did that coaching philosophy start for you? And and how do you make sure that that's an emphasis in the program? Well, it probably started when I left the public school and I came to Bob Jones University as a student, and I began to recognize, you know, there's a lot more to life than just, you know, playing the game. And, um, you know, I've had some mentors in my life who spoke into my life. Um, You know, I think of Dr. Shadar, who was here for many, many years, um, who gave me a different perspective on athletics um, that made me think through some of the ways I thought um, and then after I graduated, really being blessed with um, some mentors who were good coaches, but also understood the biblical philosophy of coaching. Um, and I don't want to start naming them because I'll yeah, miss somebody. Sure. But, um, you know, I just really appreciated the foundation I got here. But then getting out into the sports world uh, beyond Bob Jones and meeting individuals who had been successful in the athletic world, but had still kept the right philosophy. Um so the verses I use is right at the end of, of, of Romans 11 going into Romans 12, but it's of him, through him, and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Yeah. And then it goes right into, I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God. And, and I use that a lot to talk about 
you know, this is our platform for worship. You know, we present our bodies um, wholly acceptable, and, God, and that's our reasonable act of worship. Mm-hmm. And for my players, God's gifted them in the area of athletics. So let's take how God's gifted us and use it for his glory. And the longer I coach, the more I believe that. And uh, it's exciting to see the light bulb come on. Again, the pressure then goes off of, you know, I have to perform well to win a game. or I'm doing this as a, a worship to the Lord and to, uh, to really enjoy that. And I think for some people that's a foreign concept. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I really don't know when I finally got it. Um, but I really do believe that's how we should, you know, perform as an act of worship to the Lord. And, you know, whether we win or lose, we know that we have done our best. We've given our best to the Lord. That's awesome. That's how I know we could talk for 20, 30 minutes more, I'm sure, but that's going to do it for uh, this week's edition of the podcast. Again, thanks so much, Coach Denny, for coming on and, and spending some time with us here. Remember to follow us on iTunes and subscribe to the What's Brewing podcast. And again, you can find out all the information. We mentioned it earlier in the podcast about the showcase events. Um, for those high schoolers who may be tuning in, you can find out that information at bjubruins.com. Just go to the volleyball section, and it'll be right there for you to be able to sign up and come to those showcases. So uh, that's going to do it for this week week's edition for coach tony miller i'm johnny gamut and that's what's brewing you've been listening to the what's brewing podcast brought to you by plan first asset management and financial planning to learn more visit planfirst.com